News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. New progress report on how we're getting on with carbon emissions was published yesterday. Some good news in that 80% of the goals in the state's 2021 climate action plan have been implemented. But bad news carbon emissions are continuing to rise despite that. Cara, Cara Augustenberg, Professor of Environmental Policy at University College Dublin and a member of the Climate Advisory Council. Where are we going wrong? Yeah, it's a strange headline, Shane, to, to see that we have 80% of a plan achieved and yet emissions are still going up. And I think there's a couple things happening here. One is we we all accept that there's going to be some kind of lag in the, the time that we put plans on paper to the time that we build the kind of things we need to do to address climate change and actually get them up and running and see emissions decrease. So that's that's understandable. But we it's been two years since that plan was written. We would expect to see emissions dropping. So the other thing that's happening here is that particular plan was written in 2021 before we had this new climate legislation with legally binding emissions reduction commitments. And at the time, even the EPA said that it wasn't good enough, even in the best case scenario, it wouldn't meet that emissions reduction target of 51% reduction by by 2030, which is set into law. So there is a new plan now. It was published in December of last year. Uh, And one of the problems with the last plan is that it had no prioritization of the actions. So there were over 500 actions, a lot of which were things like forming committees and writing reports and quick wins that actually really didn't directly reduce emissions. So that's what you're seeing here. So a lot of the 80% is the easy stuff. The 20% we haven't done, that's the more challenging stuff. And is is that why we actually, is that the reason why we haven't actually seen a reduction in our emissions? That, that is part of it. There's a few other things going on, like the fact that we have become much more reliant on fossil fuels in the last couple of years. We are now uh, very reliant on money point burning coal because uh, in 2021, one of our gas fired plants went down. So we saw nearly 17 percent increase in emissions in the energy sector. We've seen a slowdown in the development of renewable energy. So the European Climate Foundation has said we are the third worst country in Europe for trying to get uh, get a, a wind uh, project off the ground. Solar companies are saying we're one of the most difficult com- uh, countries in Europe to try and get a solar project off the ground. So we really need to increase the the speed and the magnitude of delivery of projects. Okay. And one of the things we're asking for in the new plan is that we actually see a prioritization of the big impact uh, actions that really okay. do reduce emissions now. Car, I've got to be honest with you. I, I'm I, I'm despondent. I, I don't think we'll ever see our emissions re- reducing by any meaningful extent. Am I being too cynical? Am I being too despondent? Well, I think 2023 is the make or break year for the government now. We're we're still awaiting the detail on that climate action plan that was published in December to really show us, will we meet the emissions reduction targets that we set forth in legislation? It is great that we have this legislation. We finally have legally binding commitments that we have to achieve. And, and I do feel that that helps set the foundation to make these things happen. But the devil is in the detail. And until we see the detail from this action plan, we don't really know if the government's plans will achieve that commitment. But we have to see in 2023, we have to see that emissions curve bend.
Cara Augustenberg, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. You heard what Professor Augustenberg had to say there. 2023 make or break year. Let us know what you think. 5206 at a cost of 30 cent. Now, the European Transport Safety Council have called for speed limits of 20 kilometres per hour and a minimum age restriction of 16 for the use of electric scooters, e-scooters as they're known, on our roads. And Dr Suzanne Mead, Senior Engineer at TII's Road Safety Section, joins us now. Suzanne, do you welcome this? Is this a good idea? Oh, good morning, Kira. Um, yes, I would. Um, the European Transport Safety Council, as you mentioned there, just uh, this month um, published recommendations and they published those um, in conjunction with PACS, which is the Parliamentary Advisory Committee on, on Road Safety in the UK as well. Um, so this, uh, these recommendations um, have come about after research and monitoring what has happened across Europe in the last number of years. The last five years have seen a huge growth um, in this type of transport across Europe. Germany uh, provided an awful lot of um, um, evidence for it. And Germany have, have e-scooters in place since, or have been legal in Germany since 2019. So in addition to what you just mentioned there, they're also calling for a ban on footpaths, a ban on passengers. Um, and two very important ones are the age limit and the speed limit. Okay. Have we been kind of laggardly about regulation of e-scooters because we see them as green, we see them as, you know, a semi-active transport, we see them as, you know, less emissions, preferable to cars kind of thing, and therefore we've been kind of maybe not tackling some of the issues that they certainly do bring up? Um, I'd say um, Ireland has been quite in line with what other European countries have have been doing. I mean, we, we held back a while to see what was happening in other countries and that's what other European countries have been doing. So the the timing of the bill being passed uh, next month um, and then regulations being developed this year um, are timely because, number one, we have a lot of evidence of what has happened across Europe and we have the um, kind of recommendations, strong recommendations based on on findings um, from other countries, from the European Transport Safety Council. So having been armed with that information kind of puts us in a good position to start off on the best foot um, as, as we move into this space because e-scooters are also part of our sustainable mobility policy um, plan that we yeah. have as part of shared uh, shared mobility, sort of replacing car uh, car trips. Um, is there any any appetite for us to go a little bit further? I'm, I'm just looking at some of the stats about about the injuries uh, that, that are sustained in collisions by people involved with e-scooters. Um, 20 to 50 percent of them are head injuries. We don't have helmets as a requirement at the moment. We don't. And looking at what they're recommending in the European Transport Safety Council, four countries, by the way, already have these mandatory in the EU and seven other countries have it mandatory for children using e-scooters yeah. currently. Denmark just brought them in on 1st January this year to make, helmets, um, to make helmets mandatory. And looking at the evidence from the injuries, I mean, one of the things that we're, used, we're doing in Ireland in road safety is what's called a safe systems approach. Um, so that means we need to have safe users. So we need to understand the users. So if we've got young users using um, powered personal transporters, as, the, as they're called or will be called under, under the revisions to the Act, okay. um, children under 16, they don't generally know the rules of the road as a driver would. Also, they have uh, less cognitive ability to understand risk and approaching speeds of cars. Okay. So for those many reasons, they're at higher risk than adults uh, yeah. using uh, powered transport. Uh, transporters in a road environment. 
Um, so I think this is a good opportunity that Ireland has to look at the evidence that's there um, and also bring in our safe systems approach, with lo- which, as I said, looks at the user. It also looks at safe speed. So the speed that you're traveling at, that you hit another vehicle or if you hit a wall or a fixed object, you can do a lot of damage oh, for sure. um, at 20 kilometers per hour. Look, you know? I, so yeah. we can avoid some of those. Look, I think it's a good thing if we bring some kind of regulation in around it because I do think that the, I mean, there's benefits obviously there to them, but there's potential risks as well. Look, thank you for speaking to us this morning. That is Dr. Suzanne Mead, their senior engineer at TII's road safety section. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.